To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Billy, you know something. What is it? I'm scared, Pancho. Bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. That's losing. He's losing his cool. There's nothing but a couple of guys running around out there, and we've got to take him down. You still don't understand it, Dylan, do you? Whatever it is out there, he killed Hopper, and now it wants us. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You can find me on Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POR Sarcasm. I'm sorry, I should probably slow that down. You speak way too fast. Grandpa! Positive at Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. Or if you just want to be friendsies, you can go to Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm. TikTok at Positive Sarcasm. And, of course, you can go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, if you wanted to use, like, the Cash app or the Robinhood app, or the um, there are links, affiliate links for that as well. I got a couple uh, personal business notes, and then I wanted to get to some current events, and then I want to get to some uh, dig.com Q&As. Excuse me. I was riding pretty high for a while, if you drink too much caffeine, why would you sue? Okay, so if you drink too much caffeine, like I do sometimes, um, there you're sometimes you'll you'll start to feel nauseous, and you'll start to like your body will start to power out, power down, and you just kind of you get a little woof. So um, 
generally that will happen after you drink if you eat a little bit of sugar. Like I still have some, I have still have some like friggin' what do you call it? Some Halloween candy kicking around. So I had a little chocolate. I'm like, oh, I'll have a lollipop too. And then I had two cups of coffee, and it's like, oh, that was a great idea. And then 20 minutes later, it's like, oh, that wasn't a good idea. So that was kind of where I am right now. Uh, anyways, so I, uh, if you guys saw, I, I just posted. I'm about to post a new video, but that's not going to debut till uh, Thanksgiving morning. It's scheduled to drop on 5 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. But there is a video I just dropped uh, a couple, about a week ago called Just a Little Drive. Well, at the end there, I put a little, you know, after credit scene where I was trying to back up. I was doing a thing. Sometimes you're shooting, you're trying to shoot angles and you prep them to do a certain angle and whatever. And I thought that my Mustang, I already mentioned this, but I thought my Mustang was low enough or high enough, excuse me, because those Mustangs, the O, the SN95 models were rode pretty high up. Matter of fact, a lot of um, people after when they buy the when they buy the SN95s, which is like 1995 to 2004, uh, the earlier models were more curved. The new edge was from 99 to 04. They uh, buy coilovers and they lower the fucking things, and they look sick, but they ride pretty hard. Normally, when you buy a car and you put coilovers in it, it's gonna ride much harder, but uh, it looks good. Well, especially on the SN95 models. But mine rides pretty high. But I'm not lowering it. Not a chance in hell. But I was trying to do a scene where I was putting the car back into the garage. I ended up having to do it with a GoPro because the camera I was using um, also has a... I, it would have been low enough if I would have used... If, it, if my camera didn't have the microphone on top of it. But because it had the microphone, I was backing up and the bottom of the car knocked over the camera and smashed the glass on the camera and bent the lens. So I was like, okay. Luckily, though, and this is a camera I absolutely get behind. This is probably one of the best cameras for the money that you can buy. The reason I say that is, number one, it's size. Number two, it's, it's usability. Number three, it can do photography and video. Number four, it's proprietary mic is astonishing. Um, and there's so many, uh, so many other options for it. So, okay. So I broke this, I broke the original camera. It's a Sony out, it's the, one of the original, if you guys have never heard of, uh, obviously Sony makes some of the best cameras in the market now because they do mostly mirrorless stuff. So even their regular DSLRs are still excellent cameras, but they're big and bulky. And actually the new Sony Alpha 7s, the 7 series, the, um, are bulky as well. But these NEXTs, these NEX5 series, they started off with the NEX3, and then they went with the NEX5. And there's like the K, the N, and then the T. The T was the last model of the NEX models. It was the last uh, last one they made in the NEX before they switched to the Alphas. The Alphas came in at the Sony Alpha 5000, the 5100, the 6000, and then the A7s. But the NEXT um, was a very interesting camera for the fact that if you weren't using, well, I'll go through it. Okay, first of all, it shoots in 1080p at 60 frames per second. So you're getting, you're, you can slow down in post-production, you can slow down your video. You get high quality resolution at 16 point, what is it, 16.4 megapixels. So you get a lot, so you get a great sensor. You get high resolution video that you can slow down in post-production. You get, uh, so for video and the, the range, the video range, you get automatic, for example, if you just power on the camera 
and you just go uh, left, or you actually just you just click down on it, and it has a built-in touchscreen. You can uh, do background to focus, brightness, color, uh, vividness, and then there are, are picture effect options that are right there available for you. It's one of the easiest cameras to use. It really is, and its size is remarkable. Generally, when people, when professional photographers or anybody, they generally prefer to have like a um, a viewfinder. This is the one thing that this camera does not have because it's a smaller mirrorless camera. But it is a mirrorless camera. That's what's so great about it. Mirrorless cameras generally have, uh, when it comes to DSLR versus mirrorless, if you're just shooting on the fly, a mirrorless camera is gonna get you a better uh, trigger trigger image. So if you're just shooting a, like a picture really quickly, uh, mirrorless is the best way to go. It really is. For such a small camera, it has an amazing processor. You can do continuous shooting like uh, like minigun mode. So you just put it in like uh, speed continuous shot and it'll shoot off three, four shots in a matter of seconds. Its focus time is excellent. It also, with this camera as well, besides the shooting the video, which I love, if you're not using the proprietary mic, which was only for this camera, oddly enough, if you shoot with the uh, Sony Alpha 5000, any Sony Alpha above the NEX series, you cannot use this proprietary mic on top of it that was only built for this camera, which is weird. But this proprietary mic is amazing. First of all, it's very compact. It has uh, multi-directional 120 degree uh, noise uh, field of noise and 90 degree. So if you're shooting straight ahead, so shotgun mode. Um, and then I just for you don't have to buy the uh, wind thingy. You can actually build. I actually made. Uh, it's called the. It's it's called the uh, the Elvis. It's basically just for dampening wind sound that goes over the microphone. And it sits on it pretty tight. And it's actually quite the durable, oddly enough, a very durable uh, microphone. It's the same microphone that was on the camera that I just broke. But that, that camera was dropped several times. And generally, lenses break pretty easily. The kit lenses on these things are cheap and, uh, cheap and somewhat durable. The one I bought for this, so I, I bought the camera pre-owned from South Korea. It was here in less than a, in about a week after it cleared customs in Alaska, I bought it from South Korea for $100. I bought the body of the camera that I broke, replaced it with a, they come in white or black. I didn't really care. I bought it in white for 100 bucks. So a brand new mirrorless camera that shoots in 1080 and takes spectacular photos for 100 bucks for a mirrorless camera. With a, with, without the proprietary mic, if you're doing selfie mode, you can flip the, the, uh, mirror you can flip the screen the touch screen in reverse so if you're doing like a selfie picture or if you're shooting from just visually and you don't need the microphone and you could just you just want to do the reversal field of view you can absolutely do it the only time you can't do that is when the microphone is on and then the bodyguard which is on here i have the the original one from the broken camera it's a it's just a little piece of plastic that goes over the entire camera uh that's the only time you can't these two items uh in, inhibit the or prohibit the camera's lens or excuse me screen from flipping all the way up other than that you can tilt it you can spread it out a little bit so that um so that you can get a different range so if you're shooting down and you need to kind of look up or uh it's it's the, the the angled the angled screen is super convenient even on the sony a7s the the mark ii's you can't flip the screen all the way up all the way up 
or even you can't even flip it out. It's fucking stupid. And you spend like $1,500 for that camera. My buddy Turcotte spent like two grand for the goddamn thing. So um, for the body of the camera, it was 100 bucks. Now, generally when you're buying cameras, the lenses are the most become the most expensive part. Now, for me, I don't need much. Uh, I wouldn't mind having two sets of lenses. So with this model, there was two kit lenses. With the earlier models, there was the 18 to 55 and the, uh, millimeter and the 16 to 50. The 16 to 50 was the standard kit lens for the Sony NEX5T. You can buy them in really good condition with an excellent uh, with an excellent lens, like no no uh, no dust in the lens, no uh, damage to the lens, just in really good looking condition without the uh, sun guard. Because I had the, you can buy the sun guard for like four dollars. You can buy the lens for between seventy and ninety dollars. So for a hundred and roughly seventy, hundred and eighty bucks you can get a fully functional, high-definition, high-resolution mirrorless camera. And then the proprietary mic, if you really... Oh, fucking microphone. If... um. Anyways, sorry about that. I gotta get that fixed. Uh, I can't wait for the new spare parts studio next year. That's really gonna be awesome. So, anyways, where was I? Uh, the, the proprietary mic is probably the most expensive thing and actually one of the hardest things to find. Like, I had to spend 90 bucks just to find the proprietary mic. But that one survived. So, But for a fully functional camera that can shoot all kinds and it's excellent stability. Excellent stability. sounds It sounds great. It's not a noisy camera. Although when I put the uh, sun guard on it, it was jiggly. So I put a little glue around the... Um, it comes in two parts. There's the sun guard the flower guard, and then there is an actual piece that it screws onto that's not attached to the camera. So I glued those two pieces together with just a little bit of speed glue, and now it's absolutely perfect. It's a super durable camera. So this is one of the best cameras to buy for for the money. I know that there's a lot of people out there. They buy, like, there's the new Canons out there. There's the M50s. Um, there is a lot, a lot of different cameras. And I have... Uh, my main camera is, of course, now the Sony AX33 high res, uh, Ultra HD 4K camera. Uh, it's a hand. It's basically a the big brother of uh, of my old handy cam, and that actually didn't cost me a lot either. That pre-owned cost me three hundred and something dollars, so not a lot of money. And then the shotgun mic by Rode Microphones uh, only cost me that didn't cost me much either. That was another forty bucks. So there was that to consider. But that that's a different animal altogether. That's a whole different camera for a whole different range of things. But this did the job starting in week 90 of my 100-episode uh, series, 100-week run. This did the job for me uh, for a very long time and still does. It's my backup camera. It's great for photography. It's super lightweight. Um, batteries for it are relatively cheap. That's the one of the issues with this camera, though, is the battery life isn't very long, but it's definitely much longer than a lot of the Nikons that I've used in the past. Um, and as far, but mirrorlesses are notorious for eating up batteries. Uh, but those are the two issues: is as long as you have a couple extra batteries running around, and also you can you can charge it on the fly. Chase, what are you doing trying to get up? What are you doing trying to get up? I let him in the studio today, and he's already being a pain. He just wants love. So there is that but you can eat up the bat you can order extra batteries for cheap money and you can have them in a small pack they're not very big 
and you can throw those in on the, on the fly. Be careful uh, which batteries you do order, though. There are some that, for some reason, just don't fit. There are some that don't, when you charge them the night before, the next thing you know, they don't hold the charge very long. So just do yourself a favor and spend the extra dollar and do that. Um, also, the, the, what's great about this camera is it's easy to charge on the fly because it, it sorry, Chase, you got to get down. Um, another thing about this camera, which is awesome, is it has a built-in HDMI, uh, micro H, is it micro? It's original, um, original mini HDMI. And of course, uh, micro USB, all right in there. So this camera, I freaking love this camera. I recommend it to anybody who's looking to get into photography, who's looking to get into uh, video, and, and just in general. Like, how can you go wrong? If you're looking to start like a small little business with video work or photography, this camera is absolutely fabulous. And because of its... Uh, it's, it's mount, even though it's not a full-size image sensor, it's the, it's the three-quarters one. Uh, you can buy, like I said, you can buy cheap lenses for, for like 70 bucks. The 18 to 55 millimeter lens also fits on this, so you get a little extra range there. And you can buy the 500 millimeter lenses for it as well. And there's a ton of manual focus, manual zoom lenses uh, that you can buy out there for cheap money as well. 35 millimeter, what have you. There's a ton of them, and they're not a lot of money. This camera is is remarkable. The only what I the only two fault the, now three faults that I would say about it. One, it's not the best at night. When it not when it comes to uh, pictures, it's phenomenal. I I'm not going to talk any shit about this thing when it comes to taking pictures. Amazing. Video is where it starts to show some of its flaws. Because some of the stuff is non-adjustable. However, you can, number one issue, when you're shooting at night, you're not going to get as much uh, light. It doesn't work as well in night. If you get a little a little bit of night, some alleyway lighting, then you're going to be okay. Then you're going to be okay. So, But in complete darkness, you're not going to get shit. Hell, in some of the more up-to-date cameras, you're not going to get shit at night. The Also, what else have you? Okay, so yeah, at night you're not gonna get a lot. You're not gonna get a, a wide, uh, a wide clarity of image. You'll have to like crank up the visuals on it somewhat. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna be possible. Anyways, I'm rambling. Okay, so shooting at night can be dark, can be difficult. Shooting in low light settings, there is an issue there because this camera loves to insert the red. It loves red noise. So my my thoughts on this: if you are going to record video at night or any time in lower light settings, reduce the, the red in the video that you're shooting. So, because you can always increase it in post-production, but you can use the, there's a cooling, you can obviously in some of the settings, the pre, the, the pre settings before you record, you can, there's warmer and colder. Cool down your video before you hit record. That way you'll get a little more blue in there and you'll be able to reduce some of the noise that's coming through uh, the sensor and it'll just clean up the video so much more that noise sucks but that's what that's another that's issue number two with shooting video daytime it's impeccable third issue overheating this camera because it's a mirrorless camera uh, and it's a small bodied a very small bodied mirrorless camera it tends to overheat in regular temperatures at around the 15 minute mark however the camera will not 
malfunction. What happens is when the core body hits a certain temperature, the camera shuts off. It tells you that it's overheating and shuts off. However, you can turn the camera back on immediately and record for an additional five minutes. You will not lose. Say you're recording and it over and it hits that overheating point. It will stop recording, uh, save your point. So, for example, you won't lose. If you're recording and it overheats, you'll, it'll stop recording. You'll ha- your file will be saved and it will shut off the camera. You can then turn the camera back on and continue recording for another five minutes. In which case, it'll do the same thing. In colder temperatures, it'll just run. It'll just go and go and go. Uh, it's one of the, the only, that's the only reason I don't use this camera to record the podcast is because it overheats. That's it. But the, if you are an efficient shooter, 15 minutes is perfect. Uh, 15 minutes in a lot of cases is, is too long. Is actually very, is very much too long. You should be, unless even in like ceremonies, like when you're recording weddings and stuff that ceremonies don't last that long. And generally, you have multiple. You should have, if you're a good uh, wedding videographer, you'll have multiple angles set up so that you can work the moment the best. You you can work the moment. You can work the transitions. Um, I had GoPros mounted. I had the video camera mounted in one spot. I had the this camera with me because it's small and compact, so I can place my big cameras elsewhere and my GoPros, and then I can move around with this or take pictures with this. It's super. It's just a super versatile camera, and you can have an uh, an array of lenses for it that pop right on. It's an amazing little camera. So you can go right now, and you can order uh, a pre-owned one on eBay. In X, this body is impeccable. Like first of all, the camera body itself is impeccable. It came from South Korea. It was here in a very short period of time, and it was here, and it only cost me a hundred dollars, and that's with free shipping. And I don't mean like it came from China because that can take two months to get here. I'm talking South Korea. It go In South Korea, it goes right to Alaska, clears customs in like a, a day or two, and then boom, it's here. Very quickly, very, very quickly. Because you can't drive it through Canada, so it has to get on a plane in order to come to the United States, which, comes to, which tr- drops travel time incredibly. So there's that to, there's that to consider. But I cannot, I mean, I do. I do have a, an awesome camera that records the podcast that I used for my next project. It's an excellent, it's an excellent, but I cannot tell you how great of a camera this was. I mean, losing my, my uh, Nikon B700 was, it was like a happy accident for me. It was an absolute happy accident getting that thing soaked in the rain because I would not have um, been able to experience this Sony Alpha NEXT, the original, the grandpa of the Sony Alphas. Because I went through, I tried the, uh, the Nikon D750. Oh, not that, excuse me, the Nikon, the Nikon D5100. And I, I fucking hated that camera. Um, and then I tried the, I tried going back to bridge cameras. I tried the, the, so, the uh, Canon SX60. And great camera in the daytime. Good with wireless microphone, uh, good with uh, shotgun mics, but had terrible indoor lighting and terrible uh, uh, camera, a uh, battery life. So I was like, all right, well, F that noise. I only used that thing for two episodes and then I sent it back. And the same, the, the same thing with the NX50. I used that for maybe two episodes and sent that right back and then got this, uh, the original version of this 
in week 90. Best camera. So for 100 bucks for a, the body of the camera, that is an amazing uh, piece of technology for the money. I know people are talking about 4K. Well, you gotta, you got to be able to use, you know, shoot an ultra 4K. It's not true. It is. I don't buy that for a second because it's not really about the resolution. It's about your sensor. Your sensor, the amount of the amount of colors and detail that you can pull out of that image, and then stretch out afterwards. Because remember, you're shooting. Even if you're, if you have like a GoPro, a really high-end GoPro, it's only shooting in like 12 megapixels, 10 megapixels maybe. Whereas this thing has 16, an excellent, an excellent Sony sensor. Sony sensors are some of the best. And it has such multifunctional purposes where it's an excellent photography camera, an excellent video camera, has excellent sound quality, and it's highly durable, and it's fucking freakishly inexpensive with a ton of options. And it's so easy to rip off the, the lens. The lens literally, just with the shutter, you just hit the button, it pops right off and pops right back on. So in a matter of seconds, you can have a brand new lens on there. And it works perfectly. The only, uh, as far as body function, the buttons are relatively easy to use. The only uh, button that I don't like is the record button for video because it's tiny. But you can't hit it by accident, at least. You hit it. If you hit it, you hit it. And then the actual touchscreen function of the camera, when it comes to, um, like, the options on here and using them, very, very simple. And setting this thing up to be, like, a fire-and-forget type of camera, super simple. Awesome camera. I freaking love it. And I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't rest. I was like, oh yeah, I still have my Sony 4K camera, my Sony 4K uh, Handycam. I got my GoPros. Uh, I have my drones, but I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable going back out into the field without my NEXT, my NEX Sony Alpha. I didn't feel comfortable because there's something about this camera as far as being a go-to or a backup if anything goes wrong. There was some. There's something special about this camera and the, its ease of use, and just giving it to like giving it to somebody and going here, like literally here. Just hit record or hit this button. It's all set up, ready to go. Bam, bam, bam. Super easy to use. Super easy to use. So I'm glad to have it back. It was worth reinvesting and getting this camera back. Absolutely. And because it's lightweight, it does very well on uh, what uh, gimbal stabilizers. So those are some things to consider. So enough, uh, enough, you know, blabbing about my freaking boy. I'm having a busy day here. There we go. Get rid of that. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah. So I love this cam. I do. I love this camera. Go ahead and look it up on eBay. Just look this up. Sony NEX 5T. You don't want the N. You don't want the K. You don't want the 3N. You want the Sony NEX 5T. And its camera mount is called the E-mount. Okay. You want the Sony, uh, you want Sony E-mount. And the lens size is, is 16 to 50. And it'll cost you 70 bucks. It's made by Sony. You want that. You want Sony on Sony. Um, therefore, you get the electronic zoom feature. And you, get, and you get the autofocus and all that stuff. So you get all that. Um, so, and then, of course... To make the camera look bigger, because you want to have presence. When you're shooting with a camera and it looks more professional, you want to have presence. You want to have some size with the camera. So getting the proprietary mark makes the proprietary microphone makes the camera look bigger. 
and then getting the flower uh, uh, cover for the top, for the front of the lens extends the the size the size of the camera. Because believe me, when you're taking when you're at a a professional event and you have this thing, it looks very small. It looks very small without the mic and without the flower petal lens uh, lens cover. So putting that on there makes the camera look much bigger. So awesome camera, can't say enough about it. Go and check it out. Remember, hundred bucks for the body. 70 to 80, maybe 100, depending upon what's on the pre-owned market for the lens. The proprietary mic, good luck finding one of those. Anyways, so that's that for Tech Talk. Oh, I fucking love this camera. It's so awesome. The batteries are cheap, by the way. And it takes the full-size micro SD, the full-size SD cards. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty uh, forgiving on uh, 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 file size, too. And it shoots in M2TS, which uh, is pretty compatible with most editing softwares, including the mobile ones. Anyways, uh, let's see. I wanted to... Let's see. What else? Hmm. Okay. So let's rant about something else for a minute. So over the past couple of years, past three years... So, yeah. Over the past few years, I've been working on some projects in the background, just... I like I've I've talked about Project Blackbird. I've talked about Project Disconnect. These videos that I've been working on, like I, it's gonna look like this, it's gonna look like that, and it's gonna when I'm done with it. And then and I've worked on several versions of these, but they never saw the light of day because I wasn't satisfied with the I wasn't satisfied with the versions that I was making. I didn't like it. Sometimes it felt too serious or it was just too silly. Or it just didn't, it just didn't work in my opinion. So I had all this video of just concepts and shit that I just never did anything with. And sometimes I'll work on a project like this happened when I did Spray Tan and Chill. Spray Tan and Chill was just a random video that I shot. I really didn't even shoot it with anything special. I had my handy cam with me when I was going to get a spray tan for my friend Ryan with my friend Ryan Healy and I shot the video and I once I did that I didn't even this was back when the podcast was just getting back on its feet and I didn't even do in the, I just took the video threw it in the server and didn't even touch it it was in its, it was just sitting in its folder I didn't even look at it and then about a week or two later I went and grabbed the file and I just said huh and then I started and then I started uh playing with the video and I just came up with an idea and then just started working on the video. Didn't care about what the timeline was. It had to be five minutes. It had to be four minutes. And it was just like, okay. And then I just started working on it. And then eventually a finished product of uh, a, a simple video promoting um, a small business came out and I was like, oh, okay. So then I got to thinking, I'm like, maybe I, some projects, because I was so used to shooting a video and having it had to be done in two days. I was so about that. Like, you have to shoot a video. Like, every time you shoot a video, it has to be done in two to three days. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like, I shoot a video on Saturday. It has to be done by Monday night or Tuesday morning. How, who the fuck thinks like that? Apparently, I did. Like, I shot week 98, which was a, a wedding for my, for my niece. I had that done, like, Monday night or Tuesday night. And I literally flew back like I had a, like a red eye flight and finished that video 
And then the video I did for Hitch and Run for another wedding that I did in San Francisco. I had that done in a couple days. And then the videos I do for Hero Pups, they were done out in like no time. But then as the as time went on and I, you know, the the week the 100 week run was over, I started like I don't know if I got lazy or I had to basically disconnect from the vi- from the files that I was shooting. Like I just wouldn't touch something for like a week or maybe a, 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 almost a month. I wouldn't do anything with it. And then I had all these other projects that I was working on, like Project Blackbird and Project Disconnect. I've just ideas and concepts that I had in mind with all this extra footage, but I never did anything with it. And I'm like, you know, I felt like I was wasting my time. So I went out and shot this video that it, it's it's like it's basically like a music video. And I shot, let's see, I had one, two, three, four, five, five or six different angles, video angles, camera angles. It was crazy. But I I didn't know what to do with it. So I just took it and I threw it in a file, on the ser- threw it in a folder on the server and didn't even look at it for probably two weeks. And then I was like, well, let me go grab it. And then I just, it was, I guess I needed to like decompress because sometimes when you go and you shoot all this footage, you just, you need to like, I guess you just need to walk away from it so your brain can reset so you can look at it with fresh eyes. Sometimes as you're like shooting video or sometimes as you're editing, editing video, you get to a certain point and then you just sort of shut off by it. I've talked about this too, about on the project, about on, on the podcast, about how you start a project and then as you become as you start to struggle moving forward with that project, you become disinterested on it. And then you move on to another project while, you know, that, while the steam is coming out of the, the project that you currently were working on. And the next thing you know, that project stops or just gets put on the shelf. But with this one, I just threw it on the shelf as soon as I was basically done with it, done shooting it, and then just came back to it. And then the next thing you know, I started with an idea and I realized that as I was starting to put together this video, which is now over, which is just over five minutes long, I was reaching into the ideas, the concept of Project Blackbird. I, um, I was reaching into videos that I've shot, short videos in the past that were part of Project Disconnect. And then I found that over time, Project Disconnect was not all about one video. Project Disconnect was about recording content that had a different skew on it and then using that content from that idea, from that concept in different videos that I use. Like, for example, when the signal dies is part of the project, is part of Project Disconnect. It's part of that whole concept. So I took, so from all that video that I've shot in the past regarding so many different things, Project Disconnect helped produce when the signal dies, it helped produce um, just a little drive. It helped produce the next video that I'm about to put out. And Project Disconnect also helped produce the Cyberpunk series as well, which I'm also eager to get back into because I dropped the teaser. And since I dropped the teaser, well, now I have to follow through. But now it's like, cool, now. Project Blackbird and Project Disconnect have now have a purpose. Like the video that I've shot for these projects 
now have a home in some of the newer videos that I'm putting out, which makes me feel good because I didn't. I don't like wasting my time when I'm shooting these videos. I don't. I really don't like going out shooting video and then having nothing to show for it. That's to me that I don't like. I don't like failing like that. So I'm taking all these concepts that I have and I'm putting together and now and I actually have and I piloted it. I sent it to a friend of mine. She viewed it. She thought it was hilarious and thought that uh, for, for what I was and where I came from that this was perfect. So I'm like, cool. I'm like, all right. So I have a project. I worked on it and finished it. Somebody liked it. Good. So I'm actually scheduled. That video is scheduled to drop on Thanksgiving Day. It's a Thanksgiving special. It's very different from anything I've ever done, which generally everything is. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed recording it. Actually, recording it was... Recording it actually hurt. Like, I, there was a lot of pain involved in making this video. Um, it was sort of labor... It was definitely labor-intensive. But making it, editing it, was actually enjoyable. Like, I, like how I remember enjoying editing video. It really, yeah, that that type of enjoyment, like putting the pieces together, syncing the uh, uh, the music with the transitions, and then taking some destruction uh, from some of the older shorts that I've made and adding the destruction in there as well and transitioning that to the music and then getting to enjoy all the different colors of the rainbow that I got to insert uh, into this project as well. So I really just got, got decided to make just a fun video that doesn't really have any... Chase, what are you doing? Can you fucking sit down? Jesus Christ, dog. Sit down. Go, lay down. You're hitting the you're hitting the thingy. You're messing everything up. Lay down. Go on. Go lay down. Go on. Go over here. Go on. Sit. Sit. You stay there. Goddamn dog. Damn it, dog, I tell you. You're lucky you made it out of Alabama in one piece and four legs. You stay there. So it was fun. I, I'm, I'm glad to actually put out a video that's not serious. I, especially, you know, lately, uh, a fun video that people can enjoy. If they don't enjoy it, fuck them, you know. But or just a video that people can enjoy. They'll have a lot of fun. And it supports. What's great about this video is it not only supports me in my video making, it actually supports another YouTube uh, creator, a big one, too. One that I personally like and love their stuff. So, you and all their stuff, all their promotion is on there as well. All their links are on there as well. Um, so you can, and at the end of the video, there's cards and there is uh, links to their channel. So you can go and check that out. But yeah, shout out to them. Frog Leap Studios, Leo Moracchioli, I believe it is. Go ahead and check him out. But that was a lot of fun to finally finish and put out there. So I will have another video for you on Thanksgiving morning. So go to my YouTube channel, Positive Sarcasm, and then just hit like and subscribe. And definitely hit the, what do you call it? What the fuck do you call it? Oh, the bell, the notification bell. But it'll be out, and it'll be all over my Instagram and my Facebook uh, as well. So go ahead and hit that up. So I, 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 appreci I appreciate it very much. I'm glad I got to use it. I'm glad I was allowed to use the content for my channel as well. So cool. 
I don't know what's next. Well, I definitely know what's next. It's definitely cyberpunk. I'll have to work on that one next. But the idea of taking all that stuff, these concepts that I've been working on, writing in books for the past two years, and finally some of it's coming to light in not in the way I expected it to, which is, you know, par for the course with me. But being able to create the stuff, it's cool. I'm, I'm like, great. Stuff that I finally had a chance to make in some way, shape, or form is get, getting put out there. And I don't care how many people, I mean, I care how many people see it, but I don't care. Uh, I'm not playing to the crowd. That's the thing is I'm, I'm just, I'm making the stuff that I'm enjoying making and putting out there because I'm trying new concepts out and I'm always forever tightening the screws on the, my editing skills. Like one of the things I just learned how to do, like I'm very good at editing on the fly, but I also learned how to like, remember when I was talking about having struggling, how to use the CGI effects? Well, what I'm doing is now is creating templates for CGI that I can use later. So cookie cutter CGI, like for example, taking orbs and creating orbs or creating lightning and being able to, and, and making the patterns and being able to set those videos aside. So when I need a blue orb, or when I need an asteroid, or when I need lightning, or some type of explosion, or when I need Jupiter, you know? Or something like that, or a portal. I can go and grab that video file, insert it into the project I'm working on, instead of having to recreate it from scratch, I have this. I now have this library of all these uh, CGI effects. Because the, bit, the two issues with creating these CGI effects, one, creating it and rendering it, and two, keyframing it. Keyframing it is when, or, or basically modifying the original effect to begin with can be a bitch. But once you render it, you're good. You can go back to it any time. But then also keyframing it. Keyframing it is when you, uh, you want it to start in one place, fade in or fade out or expand and contract, and then move to another part of the screen. So, for example, if you want a, like a, a asteroid to enter Earth's atmosphere, it would enter Earth's atmosphere very small, and then it would all of a sudden come at you. So I would work on that. Keyframing, key it allows you to make a small object big in a certain period of time. So you can, make the, you can create a pattern for the object to travel throughout the screen. Super cool. And you can do that through, and now a lot of mobile editing softwares, especially Cyberlink PowerDirector Mobile, allows you to do keyframing. Super useful. So um, that is one of the ways I have been able to uh, fine-tune and better my editing skills. So ma uh, masking effects, blending, and then CGI uh, cookie-cutter add-ins. I've been able to do that. So, and I wonder if... Now, from that, being able to access that type of skill set, I wonder what else I can do using specifically that skill set. Because I think that would be really, I think that would be really cool. I wonder, I wonder, just thinking about that, what can I do with that skill set of these cookie cutter, like for example, an orb. Think of like an orb with like light coming out of it. And then it just, where can I go with it? What can I, what projects can I insert it into? What can I put inside the orb? What can I make the orb do? So I'm like, I'm wondering like in my head, what else can I do with this, with this new skill set that I have? So I'm, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Instead of like just, you know, finding one online and then 
doing like a blending technique of like using somebody else's orb, I can just create my own. Or take like a template of one and, and, and manipulate it and mold it into something that I like to use. So I think that's kind of cool. But like I said, that's a new skill I have and you'll see it. Will you see it? Yeah, you've been, you've been seeing it a little bit more. I did it when I first started playing with this stuff back when I created the first uh, my first cyberpunk adventure. But that took forever to make because I was trying to render it on the computer that I had, which was like an old i5. I mean, it would take like a whole day just to render one scene. It was like, Jesus Christ, it's like 1979 all over again. But it's it's awesome. So now I have that skill set. So cool, I can do that. Uh, we're at 42 minutes. Let me go ahead and let me get over to some Q&A. Hmm. Today was hot as shit out. You okay? You good now, Chase? You good? I'll tell you, man, when this dog is in the spare parts studio, he likes to sit, he just wants to sit here and get pet, and then he likes to crawl on the freaking chair. And this new chair that I have, which is actually a lot better for my back, uh, is not really uh, good for having two things on it, like me and a dog. So I would hope he'd sit over here where the other microphone is, but apparently that's not going to pan out. Um, I'll get to the Ubisoft article later, but let's go ahead and get right to uh, freaking Q&A. Should I pursue a relationship with a man who has been stalking me for three years? A man has been reaching out to me on social media for three years. He claims to be in love with me after having met me once, briefly. I think I believe him. It's hard to explain, but I think I may feel the same way toward him. The problem is I have ignored him for the last three years. I blocked him on all social media... But he keeps finding ways to contact me. He even had flowers delivered to my house. To tell the truth, I ghosted him because I'm terrified of what our love at first sight connection could mean. I have been hurt in the past, and I know a relationship of this magnitude could destroy me emotionally. I feel terribly for ignoring him, but my friends and family insist that he is a stalker, and they would never understand if I decided to pursue a relationship. I feel paralyzed. Uh, okay. Look, I maybe I'm being an eternal optimist in this situation, but this person pursuing you, um, there is the point of obsession. And as a man, there are limits to how much you should pursue somebody. And at what point should you stop? Now, obviously, trying to understand a woman and their intentions and their habits, there is a limit to what you can do or what you should do as a man. So understanding their thoughts and feelings and what they're like and what they like and they don't like, yeah, great. Do some investigation, find out what they like and don't like, and make an attempt to see if your efforts pay off in a way where this is this establishes some type of relationship. But you can't be hindering their livelihood. You can't be hindering them and what they do in their daily lives because of your, quote, obsession with them. That's not safe. It's not smart. And at times it may not be legal. So I think at this point he needs to back off if he understands that. And you, well, you obviously have commitment issues as well because you're scared of getting friggin'... Uh, uh, you know, well, for, uh, you're scared of getting, what do you call it, you know, turned down again. So, 
look, tough situation, but you can't do it. You can't do it. And I don't know how else to say about this person who is, they think he's a stalker, which I would have to agree with them for your, for your own safety. I would avoid this issue and maybe just put yourself in a position where you feel better about yourself and safe to start dating again. Or don't just hide in your house, put a tinfoil hat on your head. I don't give a shit. All right. Next one. How can I get my daughter-in-law to apologize for her bad attitude after my son cheated and had a kid with the other woman? Ooh, jeez. My son has been married for more than 10 years. We've never seen eye to eye, but I never disliked his wife, Sally, until his son came along. A lovely young woman, Allison, gave my son the gift of a son. And of course, she and the boy are are the light of our lives now and part of our family. Sally has never been polite, accepting of Allison, and though she's never been rude to the boy, she's never shown any motherly instincts or tried to bond with him. My son sees this boy sees his boy to two to three times a week at Allison's home and is an excellent involved father. My grandson had his fourth birthday during quarantine, so we made the family gathering a bit of a party for him. We haven't had a picture together for more than a year, so we decided to take a commemorate the family being together again as the focus was, uh, was my grandson. I obviously asked Sally to step kindly step out of the picture so that his family would be pictures for his first birthday. She kindly refu- unkindly refused and even tried to drag my son into it, who obviously didn't support her and pointed out she was being disrespectful. She got very quiet and said she wanted to leave, and when my son said he wouldn't, she called a cab and went home alone. Since then, Sally hasn't reached out or made any attempts to reconciliation at all. I would like an apology, but I would settle for her to publicly acknowledge that she ruined my grandson's party and acted like a child herself. She's not even tried to talk to me since the party, and fear I fear my son is too easy on her as he lives with her most of the time despite the child. So I think she needs a reality check, but I don't want to make things more difficult for my son unless it needs to be. What is the best way to get through to her that she needs an attitude check and should improve her uh, behavior. She couldn't have children, so my grandson being in her life should have been a cause for celebration and gratefulness, so I have no idea what she's thinking and have nowhere to start. Well, okay. So through all of this, you obviously are jaded in the fact that you wanted grandchildren. All right, that is that's obvious right there. You are, you were, you're jaded. You wanted grandchildren. You got grandchildren. However, you got grandchildren through son, through someone who was being, um, who was stepping out on his, on his spouse. That's not, that's not cool. So there's this kiddo here that is forever an example of a time that daddy-o, uh, shot his load in another location that he wasn't supposed to. And this kid is a direct reflection of that. This isn't like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a stepdad. It's, uh, no, I stepped out and became a dad. So there's a difference there. There's a very big difference there. Um, now, as far as the repairing of the relationship, I that takes a lot to earn trust back, and maybe the son hasn't done a good enough job in repairing the relationship as he should have. That's a question that needs to be resolved as well. Because obviously, if he doesn't have, that's the thing is, if he hasn't re- repaired the relationship, and she feels outed, well, somebody make a fucking decision for God's sakes. If you don't want to be in the relationship, end the relationship. You don't have a son with her, so end the relationship. If she doesn't want to be there, she needs to leave. Somebody make a goddamn decision, 
and either stay or leave. May, fucking pick one. Obviously, the kid's not going anywhere. You can't put down kids. So make a choice. You in or you out? Do you want a son, even if it's a stepson, or not? Otherwise, fuck off. And for him, fix your fucking marriage or end it. Pick one. I don't know what else to tell you. You're adults. Fucking act like it. Chase, if you hit that camera, swear to God, I will fuck you up. What are you doing? Don't touch that. Don't you touch that. I'm telling you. he. I'm telling you, having a Staffordshire Terrier, a.k.a. a pit bull, is a blessing and a curse. They're absolutely lovable dogs, but they're fucking annoying sometimes. <laughs> they are. They are the ultimate, like, they want to be all up in your business 24-7, especially this one. But then again, I gave them reason to be like that. Right? Right. All right, we're going to do one more. We got to do one more. You need love. Yeah, you do. And I got to make dinner because I'm starving. Having fucking Kit Kat bars is not going to cut it. All right, let's do one more. Ooh, this is a good one. Should I stay with my much older married boyfriend whom I live with, but I am not physically intimate with? I am 24 years old and my boyfriend is 64. We have been in a relationship for five years. He's everything I've wanted in a person. He's smart, funny, intelligent, caring, and handsome. Most men over 60 are handsome. Look at him. He doesn't even know where he is. When we first started dating, I assumed that he was divorced, and I never bothered to ask otherwise. But we had, after we had been dating for some time, he took me to a lake house one weekend and said that we were, we were there so he could finalize his divorce. Well, for one reason or another, the, the, the divorce never actually happened. He and his wife have two grown children. I'm not really sure how to go forward with our relationship. I confronted him about not being divorced, and his excuse, excuse is a good word for it, was that he didn't have enough time to go through all the steps of the divorce proceedings. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll go with that for now. I feel so hurt. I feel so hurt. It's so painful to be in love with someone whom I may or may not have to myself. When we first started dating, he would talk about how he wanted to marry me, but now things have changed. It's been a shock to me. I didn't even want marriage at first because I was unsure if that's what I wanted for him, with him. But now I know that's probably never going to happen for us. I just can't shake my feelings at all for him. We live together, but I sleep in separate room, in rooms. But I sleep in separate room. Wait, we live together, but sleep in separate rooms to avoid engaging in physical imp- intimacy before marriage. Oh, okay. Yet I am starting to think that day might never come. It breaks my heart deeply. I'm happy with him. I'm still happy with him at times, but there are other times where I'm just heartbroken. Okay. Well, very simple. He's 60-something years old. He ain't got a lot of time left. It's not like he can wait all day long. He's 60-something. He's going to be fucking dead soon. So make a decision. Get a divorce and get remarried. What else you got to lose? What, you got You got another one? You got another one lined up after this one? Make a choice. Marry the bitch. She's put in her time. And she's how old? Hold on a second. All right. You're a 64-year-old dude. Your girlfriend is 24 years old. And you don't want to get divorced from your other old lady and marry this piece? Are you kidding me? How fucking stupid are you? She's 24. She's one third of you and wants to marry you. And you're 64. You're almost dead. So what are you waiting for? Marry that ass. What else are you waiting for? This is a open and shut case. 
You waited this long to tell her that you haven't been divorced. You waited this long to not marry her. She's 24 years old. Even if she's just marrying you for your money, you're still winning out in the end because what do you care? When you die, you're fucking dead. You don't care who spends your money or bounces your checks or drives your fucking Corvette afterwards. It doesn't matter. You win. Marry the bitch. All right. Are we done? We're done. Chase, are we done? We're done. You can find me on social media, Positive Sarcasm on Instagram. You can Positive underscore Sarcasm on Instagram. You can find me Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. You can email me any questions, concerns, comments. Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. Hit me up on TikTok as well, uh, Positive Sarcasm. Thank you for all the new subscribers to my Positive Sarcasm podcast channel on YouTube and, of course, Positive Sarcasm. Hit up both of my channels. You can also find my uh, podcast anywhere where podcasts are available, downloaded. All the big ones, Spotify, iTunes, you name them, I'm on there. Go me. Uh, More events to come, more stuff to tune in. Remember, go to Positive Sarcasm on YouTube, subscribe, and hit the bell. There's a new one dropping on Thanksgiving morning, okay? So until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I will talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.